Welcome to Reps and Redemption. What would your life look like if you started to prioritize your health and your faith? Have you been up late at night Googling healthy grocery lists, upper body workouts, or quiet time with God ideas? Hey there, I'm Ashley Harvey, college athlete, Jesus follower, now wife and stay-at-home mom of three daughters. In this podcast, you will be motivated to build your physical strength, increase in biblical wisdom, and utilize tactical health tips. If you're ready to be a part of a like-minded community of moms who want to be bold in their faith and live well, you're in the right place. Grab an iced coffee or a Celsius and head to the gym. Let's dive in. So glad you're with us. Thank you for coming back to Reps and Redemption. I am your host, Ashley Harvey, and in case this is your first time listening, welcome. In this month of April, I am going to focus a little bit more on pregnancy, and I'm going to see how it goes and see what you guys think, and I might continue uh, throughout the year talking about fitness and pregnancy together, and one of the reasons being is I am currently pregnant. And as you will hear this episode, I will be entering the third trimester with my third baby. And if you want to get technical, I do have four because I have a bonus daughter who is older. She is still my baby, (laughs) but I'm talking, I'm speaking on physical birth and I wanted to just really talk about this because I never thought I would actually, but I think it's very beneficial. There aren't that many shows that really talk about health and pregnancy together or, you know, fitness, strength training, while pregnant, nutrition, and things like that. And I have looked. So if I've overlooked somebody, (laughs) please message me. I would love to listen to whoever speaks on this topic. And today, the discussion is more how to prepare your body for a healthy pregnancy. So let's start at the very beginning, before you even get pregnant. I wish I would have known a few of the things I do now, right? I mean, high insight is twenty twenty. So I wanted to share, if you are planning, you know, with your spouse, family planning, thinking of having more kids, uh, you know, you're just kind of crossing that bridge and you're, you're thinking about it. <laughs> it hasn't happened quite yet, or even if it just happened and you've just realized it, I, I want to tell you that it's never too late to prepare your body for a healthy pregnancy. And I'm going to also share with you, I don't want to call them failures, but a lot of my challenges <laughs> while pregnant So you know that you are not alone and pregnancy and labor for sure is not a one size fits all. It is a different experience for every one of us. So I would say if we're starting at the beginning and we're just thinking about having our first baby or more children, the more you focus on your health, your personal health, I'm talking movement, nutrition, and of course, you know, mental health is involved in that. And unless there is some sort of medical reason for prescription drugs, your when you focus on your faith, time with God, outside of church, 
daily and then your physical health daily and you build these habits, it's very hard for something, even something as strong and profound and life-changing as pregnancy to alter your lifestyle, your healthy lifestyle. Now, let me explain. So before I had my first baby, who is now five, and she will be six next month, which it's amazing. (laughs) Before I had her, I had at that point been strength training, running, and figuring out my nutrition. For the most part, the nutrition came last for me, but strength training and running for about 11 years at that point. It was very difficult for anyone to tell me to not work out or for plans to get in the way or for something to happen. And, you know, because it was so ingrained in me, I also didn't freak out if I missed a workout, if I missed even two in in the week. And because I just knew myself, I knew that it's just what I did. It was my lifestyle. It was who I was outside of being a daughter of the king, a new wife, newly, you know, thinking about family planning, thinking about kids. And before, uh, right before my daughter, uh, we conceived, we had done a Whole30 challenge. Now, if you go way back in the beginning, I shouldn't say way back because we're only like 50 or 60 episodes in, when the podcast was a little, the title was a little bit different. Um, there is a, a, an episode about why I think doing the Whole30 once um, could benefit you. And I, I'm not talking about this as a diet change or a lifestyle because just like anything else, Whole30, Paleo, Keto, it's a tool. It's a tool in the belt, something that we apply and try to see how our body responds or to just detox, to take things away, to add things back, to see what we're allergic to, to see if we feel better, if we don't eat dairy or if we don't eat grains. And and Whole30 was very eye-opening to both of us and I had no idea I thought I ate fairly healthy. I thought, and and I I guess I did a little bit, but I never read the ingredients on a box and I bought things that were in a box. Now, no shame there. I still do sometimes. Depends on what it is, but I will go there. And I think what was so eye-opening about the process, the 30-day challenge, and it's, listen, it's, you can do anything for 30 days. This is, yeah, you can't have creamer in your coffee, but now you know, this is what, almost nine years later, they make Whole30 coffee creamer. (laughs) You can find the coffee creamer (laughs) if you must have it. But taking sugar and dairy and grains away, and then also reading all the ingredients that was going into my body was really life-changing for my husband and myself. We were like, oh my gosh, I didn't know X, Y, Z. And that was a starting point in our marriage where we had decided we were going to eat better. We were going to eat whole foods, real food, and as much as possible. And, you know, it was very awesome that it was set up in such a way that I, I'm trying to remember exactly when I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, but it was, you know, a couple months later. And at that point we had done the challenge 
things were looking good. We were feeling good. I was feeling great. And I was making sure to eat, you know, plenty of protein, plenty of greens, you know, getting my macronutrients as well as my micronutrients and really focusing on strength and just being in the best shape I could possibly be in. And then boom, I'm pregnant. So then what I want to say too is if you can get to that place and and how to prepare your body is just start small. If you start with this huge vision of, you know, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, I'm going to get 10,000 steps a day and my nutrition and this and that, you're going to burn out and it's going to be way too overwhelming. And I've said this in other episodes in regards to other things, but if you're new to prioritizing your health and you want to prepare your body for a healthy pregnancy, start small. Now for me, I was always prone to wanting to work out and to wanting to move my body. That came easy and that still comes a lot easier for me than nutrition does. Maybe for you, you love eating healthier and start with that and aim to get all your meals in line with, you know, your ideal day with hitting your protein, hitting all your, you know, the calories that you either want to consume or if you're on a, on a deficit, however you're doing that, that's up to you, but making sure you're getting like, yes, you can eat fat, but healthy fats, avocados, right? organic raw cheeses if that's your jam like you've got to understand that your baby no matter what my midwife said this to me the other day no matter what I eat right now I mean it matters it it does and I should continue to eat healthy but my baby is taking things my nutrition buildup my my nutrient dense buildup that I've had going on for years so no matter what the baby will get fed and quite well. But it's me, most likely, that will suffer long term if I don't stay, you know, up to bat. <laughs> Using a softball reference there. And if you start small and you're planning on this family planning, but you're thinking, oh my gosh, but what if we get pregnant next month? That's okay. Start with one thing for one week and then move on to something else. Now, if you can plan on moving your body, when I say move your body, just work out. <laughs> if you can, if you can't work out, just walk. But move your body every day for 15 minutes. And then that is going to be built upon. And then when you find out you're pregnant, it's it's all great. And it's super amazing. And it's such a blessing. And, you know, you get there for sure. But week four to six to eight in my experience, is when the roller coaster is at the top, very, very top of, you know, the highest point, and it just drops. And I get so sick. Like, it is my last, um, for my my daughters, I was throwing up probably two, three times a day for several weeks, and I still <laughs> made it to the gym or worked out at home. But let me tell you, I was dragging. And there was days that I just felt like I couldn't do it. And if you get there, I'm sorry, this too shall pass. <laughs> but you want to, 
what I found too during those times, what really helped, and you're not going to believe it, but was moving more actually helped me feel better, especially if I felt like, okay, I can't, you know, I just, I can't, and I don't want to lift weights. I might just puke all over this floor in front of everybody at the gym. What really helped was just walking and listening to a podcast and distracting myself from the nausea. And if I was, what was awesome about walking outside was I could just throw up wherever I wanted to. Usually it was like, you know, a nice bush or something <laughs> available to me. And a couple times, you know, my daughter would be with me, my older daughter, and she'd be like, my mom's pregnant. <laughs> She's just sick. And she would tell somebody who'd be like, hey, you're okay. No, it's it's fine. You know, it's just day sickness that comes with the beauty of pregnancy. And if you're preparing your body now, you are going to reap the benefits later. And then once you get out of that, if you do have that, you know, that really rough first trimester, like in my experience, you will get out of it. It will go away. It will, you'll, your energy will come back. You'll be a little bit renewed, a little refreshed, and you'll think, oh my gosh, thank God that's over. And then other things start to happen. (laughs) But if you get into the routine, if you start small, that's number one. And number two, just create a doable routine of, you know, making your breakfast the night before, prepping your lunch, having things in order, laying your gym clothes out. And, you know, you know, okay, tomorrow at the gym, I know I'm going to do X, Y, Z. So for me, for last night example, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to the gym. We haven't been in a while because my youngest has been under the weather and I understand, you know, they get sick a lot under two. And I feel like she's sick a lot. It's okay. Her immune system is building up and she's a super healthy baby, but we do a lot of things. So she's always around other kids, you know, and we, you know, yes, we homeschool, but we're always around other people. So she comes back with like, you know, the runny nose that you don't want to take to church or to the gym. Like, you know, which one I'm talking about. So we finally went and night before I'm like, okay, my clothes are here. That's what I'm wearing. I know since I haven't been, I know I want to do chest and triceps. I'm going to do, you know, three triceps, three chest, and I'm going to hit cardio for about 20, 25 minutes. Like I already kind of knew. And I would like to, because I've had a few questions on like, well, what do you do on this day? And what do you do on that day? And, you know, I, I probably should keep much better track of it because of how much I love it, but I've never actually done that yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to start doing that and I can share it in the Facebook group. But if you, you know, started small with your nutrition and or movement, start with one of them for one week and then move on to the other one. And just when I say small, I'm not saying like when, let's say you're starting with movement. Okay. I have to go to the gym for two hours or even an hour. No, like aim for 20 minutes and then 20 will become 30, 30 will become 45, 45 will become an hour. And then some days you'll have an hour to work out. And some days you only have 30 minutes and some days like me, you'll have 26 minutes and you'll make it work and that's okay. You know, in one of the last episodes, I said, you know, our enemy of healthy progress and it's that lie that we have to do it a certain way for a certain length of time and it has to be perfect. And as moms, as homemakers, 
life is not perfect. And the only thing we can control is ourselves and how we react to a situation or to the life that we are living. So we need to be a little bit more prepared when it comes to, you know, our kids sick. Okay, so what workout can I do at home? How can I make the most of my time in this place and in this space with two sick kids and someone else who needs me and I need to get dinner on the table? How can I make the most of the time without neglecting my children, without neglecting my husband, without neglecting the other things that I'm passionate about or my health? So I think having a plan and a routine in how you do this will really benefit your body. And as far as movement goes, one of the best things you can do now, trust me, I have to do this today. My hips are feeling so tight. And I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, coming towards that third trimester, but I've never felt that like this hip thing with my other two. And I'm just like, oh, like I just, I'm thinking of stretching as I'm talking about this. So, you know, just stretching your body out, lengthening your body out, working on your pelvic floor. Trust me, I know. Focusing on the preparations you need to do as a mom or soon to be mom and getting your body in the best shape possible before this incredible season hits you. And it will. And and you will <laughs> you could be like, you know, one of those amazing women who are like, oh my goodness, I love pregnancy. I love everything about it head to toe. I'm going to be honest with you right now. I am not her. <laughs> I wish I was. There are so many things I love about being pregnant. Like, of course, when I first hear the baby's heartbeat or my baby moves or kicks me. But there's other things that I'm just not down with. I, I like to see my feet and I like to do certain exercises that at this point I don't do right now. And I can make a list of those in another episode. But there's just, and I, I started, I noticed this, I started waddling a little bit and I'm like, all right, you've got to be kidding me. And <laughs> there's just so many things that I love about it, but I'm not like all in love with the entire body process because it takes a toll on you and what a better time than I don't think there's a better time than to start really prioritizing your health and your body to carry a child and a child that's growing inside of you and you know eating everything you've eaten from your nutritional stores to what you're currently taking in and you know you're thinking about this like well what about cravings? Now, let me tell you about cravings. Okay. So I am not going to sugarcoat, hide or lie about my pregnancy cravings. My oldest daughter has said before, gosh, I love pregnant you <laughs> in the first trimester. Because honestly, if I craved it long enough, I ate it. But then I moved on. It wasn't something like, oh my gosh, I'm getting it every single day. And then I'm having a huge thing of ice cream and brownies and this and that at the end. No. And by the way, I'm having more, like I want more salty foods, not sweet. So oh, a big craving of mine was a McDonald's cheeseburger. Okay. So for example, I probably got a McDonald's cheeseburger in the first trimester 
and that's like almost 12-ish. It's 12-ish, a little bit more than 12 weeks. Like I, pro- I think I got one maybe three times, maybe four. One, it's $2. I already know the price. Now listen, I'm not proud of this, but I also didn't feel guilty about it. And here's why. I have really put in a lot of work when it comes to my health and my fitness. And if I'm going to have a one-off, you know, occurrence every once in a while, I don't beat myself up over it. I think that is very, you know, personally, I guess, personally defeating. And also, like, this is real life. We're not, I mean... There's been years I've gone without having a McDonald's cheeseburger. Come on, I haven't had it in like two or three years. But it's like those little things. And then the third, I think it was the third or fourth time I wanted it. And I'm going to do another show on pregnancy swaps, like craving swaps. But instead of getting it that night, we made cheeseburgers like from scratch. And it was delicious. And I thought, yeah, I probably should have done this the last two times. But here nor there. Um, One of the things you you can do is just, you know, forgive yourself (laughs) and move on and have it and move on. Now, does that mean I should have ordered six at one time? No. I, I just, I want to encourage you that the cravings are going to happen. And one thing I recently read about, uh, in my nutrition course that I'm taking is it's kind of like along the line, I think some health coaches do this too, but it's kind of along the lines of, delay, don't deny. So if you're really craving something, and I've tried this, and it actually works really well, eat, you know, high protein, fibrous foods, delay that piece of chocolate cake, don't just eat that right away, eat some chicken breast or some green um, lean ground beef, and add some veggies. And then a little while later, go ahead and eat the cake, like it, it kind of, you know, you, you get filled up your satiety, um, is more satisfied when you eat protein and you eat probably less of that thing that you're actually craving. So I really liked that, um, you know, point of view. And I know we're talking about how to prepare your body for a healthy pregnancy and I'm warning you about cravings. So if you get in the best place you can right now, physically and nutritionally by starting small with your nutrition and your movement and creating a routine, and when I say routine, what I mean by this is a daily routine, something that becomes habitual over time. And this could be anything from your morning routine till you know, until your evening routine. And maybe it's like, okay, I have got to work out. For me, this is one of my, you know, creating my daily habits. I have to work out before noon. Otherwise, I know it's not going to happen. I love that there's so many women that can get up at 4:30 and go to the gym and, you know, get it get it done. But because my gym has childcare, it gives us something to do and gives us a little morning break. It's not really worth it for me to make myself get up especially with being pregnant and tired. Um, my new, my new wake up time is changing because we're spring forward. So we will see on, on that's probably going to be around six 30, but even then like around then is when my one-year-old will wake up. So I would have to rush back 
and it just doesn't really make sense right now. So my goal is to get my exercise done before noon. And there's a couple reasons for that. But if you create your routine and your, you know, your, I guess, BC before children, I would definitely consider a gym that has childcare. And I would definitely consider getting more rest, more sleep, and figure out when you would like to, you know, ideally, when you would like to be at the gym and for how long. So for me today, it was like, okay, from 11 to 12, that's my time slot. That's where I'm going to get in everything I wanted to get in. And sometimes, you know, yeah, I wish it was more. Sometimes it's less. Sometimes it's a, a little bit more. But you have to be okay with the slot you've given yourself and make it a routine. That way, when you become pregnant and you're in that funky part of the first trimester, you're running on autopilot. This is where we kind of want to be. And this is this is one of the best tips I think I can give you which would be tip number three, is autopilot. So basically, over the last few weeks, pre-pregnancy, you have built up your nutritional, you know, your nutrition stores, your routine with like meal prepping and eating more balanced foods, eating more real foods, basically. So what I mean, again, is just real food. Like, if you can buy organic, go great. Um, there is a debate over if organic matters or not. We won't go there right now. But if it's real, fruit, veggies, and protein, and not in a box, uh, that's that's real. <laughs> that's whole foods right there. You don't need to go to whole foods to get whole food. So I would say between that and then starting to move your body every day, six days a week for 20 minutes. Now, this is the small end. I'm speaking to to women who are new to prior prioritizing their health. Now, let's say you've been moving your body five to six days a week. Easy. You hit 30 minutes a day. Easy. So maybe your time now is an hour. Maybe, maybe that's your, your thing. And you want to get to a place where when you become pregnant, everything is just because your body is working so hard at building this baby. You may or may not have like severe nausea. And you want to be prepared for this. You want your body to already be healthy. You don't want to go into this incredible time and challenging time, you know, sluggish because your nutrition sucks or, you know, you feel so fatigued because your strength is just lacking. And this is not the time for that. This is a time for you to be the best possible version of yourself and because you, you know, started small, created a routine, now this is where we're hitting. We are running on autopilot. By the time the first trimester starts and the initial excitement when you take the test at three to four weeks, or maybe you take it super early, whichever that is, you know, before, and, and you're still moving, you're still going, you're still doing the things that need to get done to prioritize your health and prepare your body for a healthy pregnancy. But then when you start feeling fatigued and you start feeling run down, it's so ingrained in you what you've been doing the past several weeks to several months that now you can just run on autopilot. You know where to put your clothes at night. You know what you're working out tomorrow, even if you're going to throw up in the trash can next to the Stairmaster. 
You know what three things you're going to get done, even if you feel like garbage. You know that you're going to eat. For me, some people are against grains. That's fine. But I have to eat a little bit of carbs, like oatmeal or like an, you know, a low-sugar organic granola before I eat anything else or have coffee or anything. Otherwise, I will severely get sick. And you know what you're eating for breakfast. You have snacks ready to go in your bag. You are running on autopilot. And this is where you want to be to prepare your body for a healthy pregnancy. I cannot stress this enough. (laughs) Once you get here, I know even if you have a very challenging first trimester because you've put in the work and you've prepared your body, because you've prepared your body, your mind, you're mentally prepared as well. So you can handle this. I know it's a lot for some of us. Trust me, I know. (laughs) I've looked at my husband twice now in two different first trimesters like, I do not want to do this again. Seriously, do not let me do this again. Don't you do this to me again. <laughs> and of course, like, you know, that passes and I'm so excited and I'm I'm so ready to just enjoy this time. But you you go through so many emotions hormonally and you wonder if this will ever end because you're, you know, on your knees in front of the toilet for the fifth time that day. But at this point, you're going to feel good, even though you feel like crap. (laughs) So if you have these things in place, you will have a healthy pregnancy and it's going to be amazing, even if it is challenging. I hope this has encouraged you. I can't wait to share the next three episodes with you uh, for this month on the little pregnancy series. Let me know if you have any questions or if there's anything in particular you're wondering about and maybe I can address it. If this episode motivated, inspired, or challenged you, will you share with a friend? I would be so grateful if you could leave Reps and Redemption an Apple podcast review. This is the only way I know you like the show. Please join the Facebook group for accountability and community. Link in the show notes. Be bold, mama, and live well. Until next time.